A million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we talked about Francis Ngannou signing with the PFL. Uh, it's something we've been waiting for for months. Francis was the biggest free agent in all of combat sports. I'll say this, though. If there was one downfall to Francis going to the PFL, was I think for myself and for just for all the MMA fans out there was the fact that we weren't going to get John Jones and Francis Ngannou, uh, these two heavyweight kings, uh, two of the greatest fighters ever, guys who have legitimate beef with one another, and we thought we were not going to actually get to see them fight. But Mojo, maybe we are. So uh, Francis Ngannou and John Jones, they may not be under the same roof anymore, Mojo, but still uh, talking crap to one another on social media. So John Jones, after he hears the news about Francis Ngannou, goes to Twitter and says, calling yourself the baddest man on the planet from across the street, who does that? LOL. Francis Mojo didn't take long to respond. He goes uh, to his Twitter account and he says, then cross the street. Obviously, Francis saying, hey, let's let's do this. We can still fight. So the question is, and we actually had a conversation. We're going to play it for you in just a second here. Might a cross promotion be in the works? PFL and Francis, John Jones in the UFC, in what would be one of the biggest fights of all time? That's the question we asked to the Predator. Here's his answer. Well, I will be ready in two, three months from that moment that uh, they agree with that. That's the way, that's the way that uh, they, they will do it now. It has to be a cross promotion. But you'd be on board, and it seems like PFL is very flexible. Of course, I would be... I'll be on board. Like, listen, first of all, uh, I always claim uh, for this John John fight, I always won this John John fight. Um, until, and then they didn't, they seemed like not to want to give this, make this John John fight happen. He, he came with strength attached. Yeah, that's what I would say. John John fight was coming with strength attached, which was the thing that I couldn't just like uh, take it. Just like that. Wow, Babcock. <laughs> this is the fight people want to see. Everyone wants to see these guys cross the street, if you will. <laughs> but will this happen? I can't possibly see a world in which this cross-promotional event actually goes down. I mean, until now, the UFC has always been the end all in the MMA game. They are the monopoly. It is where all the top fighters go. Potentially some fighters maybe towards the end of their career branch off and go to other places, but not typically while they are in the absolute prime of their career. And that's exactly uh, where Francis Ngannou is leaving to the PFL. Yeah. I love this decision personally. I mean, it makes him not just a fighter, a guy that has an equity stake in the company that gets to spearhead company operations for an entire continent. His continent, he gets to sit on the advisory board and help structure the way fighter uh, operations, talent relations go, which is absolutely massive. The offer itself makes sense, but let's think about this from a business standpoint, not for the PFL, but for the UFC. This could be disastrous if we created a PFL versus UFC event because Francis Ngannou definitely has a shot 
at winning this fight. I mean, depending on who you ask, he might even be the favorite in this. Of course, John Jones may be yeah. the best pound for pound fighter on the planet, but he has entered a new weight class and one with the biggest weight jump in all of combat sports. So it is possible that he doesn't win that fight. And then what? That is a signal to the entire game that the PFL is moving up and it's in there for real and that the UFC might might not be the the promotion that everyone thinks it is so whereas this fight would be thrilling I just don't see it getting done yeah no I, I agree with you Mojo I don't think that the UFC has much to gain here they also have such a deep roster of fighters of superstars so it sucks that we won't see it I think that they're uh, they're just gonna put on a bunch of other big fights I, I'm gonna hold on to whatever little hope though that I have that this will happen one day, I think it'll be such a shame to, to not see these guys do battle. I could not agree with you more. Look, I think matchup-wise, I think it, it, it favors John Jones in such a significant way. But Francis has that great equalizer, and that is his incredible power. If Francis touches you, you're going down, whether you're John Jones or anybody else. That's just um, John is a human being at the end of the day, as amazing as he is as a fighter. So let's hope, Mojo, that it happens. But I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't think we're ever going to see this. Moving on to John ja Morant Mojo, a story we've talked about a lot this week, and now we are actually hearing from the two main people, the two primary people involved in this story, John ja Morant himself and NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. Now, we want to hear from Silver because he ultimately is going to be the guy that makes the decision on punishment. Make no mistake, Ja's going to be punished. How long is that suspension ultimately going to be? Tuesday night was the uh, NBA's draft lottery, and uh, before they got on with kind of counting ping-pong balls, Adam Silver spoke with the media, was asked about Ja Morant, and uh, you can just feel the disappointment oozing from him. Watch this. He's a star. I mean, he has an incredibly huge following. Yeah. And that my concern, and I thought he shared with me, that millions, if not tens of millions of kids globally would see him as having done something that was celebrating in a way. You know, that, that act of, of, of sort of, 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 of using a firearm in that fashion. And so, I at least was left um, with the sense that he was taking this incredibly seriously. So honestly, I was shocked when I saw this weekend that video. Now, we're in the process of investigating it, um, and we'll figure out exactly what happened to the best we can then. It's again, it's the video's a bit grainy and all that, but I'm assuming the worst. Yeah, Moji, I mean, he said shock. That was the word that uh, Adam Silver used. And you can tell he does. He can't believe it just two months after they had that initial meeting in New York City that uh, we are essentially in the same situation once again. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're Adam Silver, this is the word you got to use, right? You're, you're yeah. shocked. You, you gave him another chance. He messed up again doing the exact same thing. Uh, I mean, to cover your own back, the NBA's back. I mean, this is the way you have to talk that. This guy genuinely convinced you that this wouldn't happen again. Yeah. And then it did. You know, this is a PR move. But at the end of the day, I actually do believe that he feels that way, really for the primary reason being that this was such an easy, easy situation to curb. This was not an action that was not, that was an unconscious move. Like right. this was such a 
conscious decision to to be in a car to to wave a gun around what was the point of that what did he possibly have to gain by doing this so the whole situation is perplexing i mean look when you're talking about a young player and they get into trouble early and everyone begs them to never get in trouble again that's such an open-ended thing yeah accidents happen mistakes happen sometimes you're tricked into problematic situations or sometimes just protecting yourself puts you in a problematic position but yeah. not this this was just such a dumb decision to make so anybody should be shocked that the exact same situation repeated itself it's ridiculous yeah mojo we talked about ja moran speaking out here was his apology it wasn't on video but uh it is in uh the form of a written statement ja moran says i know i've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me this is a journey and i recognize there is more work to do my words may not mean much right now but i take full accountability for my actions i'm committed to continuing to work on myself Coming up next on TMZ Sports, Draymond Green and Warriors head coach Steve Kerr both believe that the Golden State Warriors would still be in the NBA playoffs if not for that preseason punch. Remember, Draymond Green, absolutely cold cock teammate Jordan Poole, and they say that that had huge implications on their season. We're going to hear from both men next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back, and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, game one of the Western Conference Finals went down last night in Denver. Nikola Jokic, incredible. Uh, I don't even know what this incredible doesn't do it justice. Uh, Otherworldly performance as they beat the Lakers. The Lakers who, according to Draymond Green, should not actually be the team playing in this series. Draymond believes that it should actually be the Golden State Warriors. And Mojo, that it would have been the Warriors if... Draymond hadn't punched his teammate Jordan Poole at a practice in October right before the season started. Yes, so Draymond Green as well as head coach Steve Kerr uh, both spoke about this yesterday, Mojo. Both guys were on ESPN. We're talking about what could have been this season. Uh, here is Steve Kerr followed by Draymond Green. Check this out. There's no hiding from it. The uh, the incident with Draymond um, and Jordan at the beginning of the year played a role in that. Um, it's hard for that not to impact a team. And so, uh, you know, we um, feel like we have a, a great group of, of people um, on the roster, on the coaching staff, in the front office, 
um, we have a, a way of doing things that we're, we're very proud of, but um, those things were definitely challenged this year. Are you still playing if that stuff with Jordan Poole didn't happen early in the season? To answer your question, yes, we would still be playing, not necessarily because we – and then also I think, you know, like I'm aware that Jordan struggled a little bit at times this year. Like I get that. And had I not done that, the relationship we had, I could have been there for him. I could have carried him through that. Right. Wasn't necessarily able to do that once everything happened. And so I think I could have been of more service to him. Yeah, I think much of the translation is, hey, I'm the leader of this team, but I couldn't lead because I fractured the relationship with my teammates and especially Jordan Poole. Babcock, I am just completely failing to understand this statement. I don't get it at all. We're talking about something that happened in the preseason, and it's the playoffs, dude. This is months later. I don't understand why that right there tanks an entire season with that much talent, with that many players on that team that are equipped to handle adversity and have done so for their entire careers. Now, let me go on record right now and say that I am not condoning violence by any means. But I can also say that as a former football player, a former professional wrestler, sometimes getting into brawls set the tone for the locker room and reminded people they had to walk straight. They, they couldn't get too crazy. They couldn't, you know, foam at the mouth and talk too much trash because there were consequences for your actions. I mean, look, man, I got into fights when I played football, of course. A little bit of a different situation when everyone has <laughs> helmets and rotor pads on. But the guys that I used to fight with actually became my best friends. Mm. Uh, we had an All-American, two-time All-American offensive guard, Andrew Crummy, on our college team at Maryland when I was the walk-on transfer and i used to try and take that guy out and practice every day just to earn my spot on the team we fought constantly but in the end he became one of my best friends he flew out to italy for my wedding on like two weeks notice wow i mean this is a guy that the rest of my career pointed me in the right direction took me under his wing studied my tape for me i was always trying to push him extra in practice and in the weight room and all of these things after those fights because it bonded us together. I don't understand why this situation could not have been a learning experience for this team to build off of, to respect each other more. I, I just don't get it. I don't. I don't see this being a reason for for their exit at all. They just. Mo, do, you think, Mojo, do you think, Do you think? But is do you think it's possible to turn that around? Might this in the end, in the long run? I know it's already been a few months. Is it possible next season and going forward that this could actually bring those two, the team and those two guys, Jordan and Draymond, t closer? Or is that not going to happen at this point if it hasn't already? I wouldn't say it's possible, Babcock. I would say it is likely, almost a certainty, that they are going to be now forced to figure out a, a way to, to make this work. I mean, wow. if they genuinely believe that this is why the Golden State Warriors, a perennial powerhouse, got eliminated so early, you better believe that not only the players, not only the coaches, anybody involved in this organization is going to do whatever they can to, to mend the relationship in the locker room. This is now a very, very conscious thing 
that you are forced to address. You have to figure it out. No player on that team wants to exit the playoffs. They're going to be forced to deal with this, and I, I got to think they're going to be a way tighter unit for it next year than they were this year. was Roly Romero and Ishmael Barroso a few days ago. <laughs> Look, Roly Romero is a, is a young boxing star, and he may very well have won this fight. That was one of the most disgusting, inexplicable stoppages I have ever seen. And that referee right there is named Tony Weeks. He is one of the most, or at least was one of the most well-respected uh, refs out there, Mojo. But that was, uh, I do not understand how they stopped that fight. Uh, Barroso was 40 years old. The guy's a vet. He's fought a million times. Uh, I'm not even sure he was hurt. Maybe tired. I, I don't know about hurt. And they stopped that fight. I do not get it. Anyway, not going to solve that here, Mojo. It's what Roly Romero wore to the fight that has people talking almost as much as the stoppage he got <laughs> you're gonna like this mojo as a guy who uh, likes jewelry l look at that so that right there is a 20 carat diamond pendant like a mini me a, a roly romero mini me pendant from uh gs and company uh jewelers this thing uh, retails for over $30,000. That was an iconic outfit that uh, Roly wore uh, when he was to fight Tank Davis. Uh, you see him right there in the, in the, the fur coat. And then ultimately he gets uh, the little mini me made mojo. I, I mean, I don't have anything like that. You do. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I like my super jeweler chain a little bit better than that one. Mojo all over it. But uh, I'm just glad that this guy got this necklace before this fight because if you treat yourself to a brand new pendant after that finish yeah i don't know i'm gonna go ahead and say that that item's cursed you might need to pawn that thing or give it back or something just separate entirely from that thing because it's got some bad mojo on it no pun well actually pun intended but yes love that uh it's so conceited and arrogant yep. When any celebrity makes a necklace or pendant in their own likeness and wears it on their own neck, but I absolutely love when they do it, and I absolutely would do it myself too. I think it's hilarious. Uh, I think it's really cool, man. And again, it's original, and I'm all about my originality. I'll give them the thumbs up. All right, Mojo, before we go, um, this is awesome. These are some of my favorite stories. Zay Flowers, the uh, standout wide receiver from Boston College who was drafted in the first round with the 22nd overall pick, uh, Mojo, to the Baltimore Ravens. Hasn't yet signed his contract with the team, but he's got some of those marketing bucks rolled in and put that money to great use. So what better a thing to do, Mojo, than to get Pops his 
own car. So Zay gets his dad, Willie Flowers, a brand new Mercedes-Benz GLE 450 Mojo worth about $64,000. And I don't know, pretty special thing you got to imagine for Zay to do for his dad now that he's a big time professional athlete. Anytime you can do something like this for a family member, absolutely incredible. Usually, I would sway rookies away from making purchases like yeah. this, but when you're a first-round pick, I guess you can afford it as long <laughs> as you don't make too many more decisions like this. But really a cool thing for Zay, for his father. Again, th this is why you do it. This is why these, these moments mean so much, becoming a first-round pick, making that money, uh, if you can share it with those that, that got you to the dance. The GLE got a lot of room. He can fit a bunch of people in there, so everybody is good. Uh, Mojo, we got to get out of here. Big, big show tomorrow. You are going to love this because the man himself, the legendary Stone Cold Steve Austin, going to be with us tomorrow. Got lots to talk to Stone Cold about. Cannot wait gonna be great oh yeah stone cold the goat on the show tomorrow should absolutely make it the best show since today and that's the bottom line because tomorrow stone cold will say so